Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Rick, 14 days, two weeks, one four. Can you say 14 in Spanish? We, we found out you're learning Spanish there. No, I can't. I'm only at uno. <laughs> 14. I think that's 14. 14 days away from the 2023 NFL Draft. This is with the first pick, CBS Sports NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Ryan Wilson. That's our guy, Rick Spielman, our general manager, more than 30 years of NFL experience, including a decade as the Vikings general manager. This is episode 37. Today, mock draft Thursday, and we're doing things a little differently, Rick. We're talking trade-up, trade-down scenarios. We'll go through all 31 picks of the first round, talk about whether teams should trade up or trade down based on their needs and the depth at the position. And in case you missed it, yesterday on Wednesday, Lige Duzable joined us to talk about the top five defensive line edge rusher and linebacker rankings. That show is in the feed, and next Monday... Big day, Rick. We're talking clusters. <laughs> Rick's mentioned on previous pods that we're at the point in the process where you start clustering similar players. We're going to get into that on Monday, provide some detail. I'll unveil my big board to Rick ahead of time so he can yell and scream that the vertical isn't horizontal enough. So look out for that on Monday. And people will hear the sarcasm that was geared towards Leger yesterday on his evaluations on defensive linemen. Yeah, poor Jose Ramirez. I haven't heard from his agent yet, but I suspect we will hear from him as agent out of Eastern Michigan. I hope that man goes to the Hall of Fame, and I hope he calls out Rick when he gets his, during his induction ceremony. <laughs> he should make you his presenter, Rick, the way you treated Jose Ramirez yesterday. I but, said he's uh, a good player. He's just not getting drafted. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, and by the way, Rick, in case you forgot, you can always watch the show on YouTube live at NFL on CBS, and you subscribe, leave us a comment. And if you don't mind, give us a thumbs up. That helps with the old algorithm ratings. Drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, tell a friend. All right. It's go time. We're doing good old mock draft Thursday, but a little differently here. We'll go through the draft order uh, as it currently is situated, and then we'll mix in my latest mock draft, which does have some trade-ups. Let's start at the top. The Panthers are there. They traded it from 9 to 1. Uh, I, I would imagine you're staying put. Is there an offer that could come across your table? Let me back up by saying this. I, they traded up a few weeks ago before we went on the on the combine circuit. So they may not have had an idea exactly of who the quarterback was going to be. Maybe they had two guys. Maybe they had three. Maybe they had all four. But at this point in the procedure, I would imagine they're settling on one. But is there an offer rich enough to for you to move down one or two spots? Yeah, if it was just uh, like three first-round picks or something like okay. something outrageous. Yeah, as long as I have, I know I can still get one of the quarterbacks I like. You can't – Carolina cannot come out of this draft without a franchise quarterback. <laughs> well, can you imagine so, if that happened? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so I, I would probably just stay put, take your guy, and move on in right. life. But if you want to get tricky – but let's say you went down to three, for example. Yeah. 
then now you're starting to uh, deal with some uncertainties. And let's say you only had two guys, but you want to take a risk and one guy, you lose both guys and then you're, 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 you're pretty upset in the draft room. So if you're sold on a franchise quarterback, just take the guy and move on in life. Yeah. And if you're watching on YouTube, Debo just put up my latest mock draft, which came out Monday. I had the Carolina Panthers going Bryce Young. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I've actually heard that they're leaning towards CJ. But again, this is the time of year where you hear a lot of things, many of which are not true. But uh, I like Bryce Young the best. Rick likes Bryce Young the best. And if he's your guy, go get him. And also, you can see there's a commercial there for 100% white meat, Debo. (laughs) New Kentucky Fried Chicken Nuggets. That's a sponsor, so I guess we have to talk them up. But yeah, stay put. I think that's that's the math. Don't overthink it. Don't get cute. Don't trade down to three and then lose out on the guy you want because I'm guessing that the Panthers don't have all these quarterbacks rated exactly the same. So if it's CJ, for example, and then Bryce, and then uh, a huge gap till you get to Anthony or Will Levis, just stay put and take your guy. All right, number two, the Texans, they're on the clock. And I had heard before the Panthers moved up that the Texans were giving consideration to moving up for Bryce Young. I think they like Bryce Young a lot. I think they're not as high on CJ, from what I understand. And I'll throw this scenario out because we talked about this the other day when you said that 100% certainty Texans are taking Anthony Richardson too. Remember when you said that? No, I did not remember saying that. Oh, okay. I was drinking. I have the clip. I have the clip. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I heard. Go you know, back on vacation again. Go to, you were in Italy last time. Why don't you go to Portugal or somewhere? <laughs> he might be there now for all we know. But I, I did hear through the old uh, from a little birdie that the Texans love, 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 love Will Anderson to the point that if Bryce goes first, I don't think they're taking CJ. Oh, and if they don't tra- if Bryce. they don't trade out, it could be Pete Prisco's worst nightmare. Will Anderson goes number two. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay just to be in the room with Pete if that happens. And it, you know what? It, it, let me ask you this, Rick. And just in terms of that little nugget that I heard. The Texans, obviously, they don't do things differently, but they're not following conventional wisdom as the media lays it out in the days and months leading up to the draft. And I say that because last year, Derek Stingley went third, and no one really saw that coming until I I heard something a few days before. But no one thought Derek Stingley was going to go that high, um, but he did. And he's going to be a good player when when he's healthy. Different strokes for different folks in terms of evaluating players. Were you surprised that Derek Sinley went that high? Are you surprised to hear that maybe they like Will uh, Will Anderson too? Not surprised at all because you hear a bunch of things, and it's all what's coming uh, with the you know. Now let's look at Houston. They hired another defensive coordinator as their head coach, um, so that makes some sense. Um, although they do need a quarterback, I don't right. know how you're a new head coach, regardless offense, defense, or special whatever you are, your background is but you have to have a trigger man to have success. So you're not going to be, you're hopefully never going to be in this position again. And this is your only opportunity to take one of these two guys. So I think you have to take him. The other point that I want to make is on Bryce Young. Okay, let's look at him. So everybody's concerned about the size, but look at the divisions that he can go in, the NFC South or the AFC South. Okay. Those are pretty much either indoor or warm weather climate conditions that he's going to be playing in. So the size should not be a factor. Now, let's say you were in a NFC East uh, up in it or places where you're going to have to play in cold weather. Green Bay, Buffalo, any of those places. Yeah, 
Yeah, so maybe that becomes a little bit more of a concern just based on size alone. But if you're going to play in the AFC South or the NFC South, um, then that's an ideal fit for Bryce Young, not only as a player, but also if you're concerned about the size because the wind's not going to have a factor. I mean, you're pretty much playing in ideal conditions year-round. And also, just before someone says it, what if they say to you, Rick, well, you say size, but the ball's going to get batted down all the time because he's 5'10". He's never – well, he hasn't had a batted down in college, so I don't know why he's going to not be able to do everything he's done at college at the NFL level. And we, t- we talked about that a little bit yesterday. If a guy is a non-producer in college, what makes you think he's going to be a producer in the NFL? Yeah, that's right. But I'll give you an example. We That's why we were able to get a Daniil Hunter in the third round because I think he only had one and a half sacks mm. before he came out, but then he went on to be Daniil. Um, so there are some exceptions to the rules, for, but for the most part, if you're productive in college and you're a very good football player, that should carry over into the NFL. Any conversation if you're Nick Casario, are you calling Scott Fitter to try, try to trade up? If you love Bryson, you may be off the other quarterbacks at two. Yeah, maybe, but if, if that's your only option, um, yeah. and if I'm Carolina and they're going to give me something that I feel is, you know, I won't say ridiculous, but a really good <laughs> offer, and I can get, and I know I'm going to two, and I love CJ as much as I love Bryce, right? Then why not take the extra, maybe first round pick in future years? And you're not trading down no matter what. Mm-mm. Right. Absolutely not. Okay. So if you look at my mock draft here, as uh, Debo has it on CBSSports.com on the YouTube channel here, CJ Stroud, I have him going number two because I had Bryce going number one. But here's the uh, the wrinkle in the, the plans here. The Titans trade up from 11 Jeez. to two. And let me tell you the compensation, Rick, and you can scoff at it or you can high-five me if you want. So Houston gets number 11. Houston gets... Uh, also a first, uh, excuse me, also gets a, in 2024, gets a first and a third round pick. And in 2025, they get a first and a fourth round pick. So all told, they get number 11, they get a 24 and 25 first round pick, a 24 third round pick, a 25 fourth round pick. And then Tennessee gets the pleasure of moving up to number two for a quarterback. Well, we have this draft chart that I gave you. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit updated from the Jimmy Johnson draft chart. So you would have to really go and kind of add up all those numbers, um, which I can't do off the top of my head. I'm not smart enough to add all those values up at each of those, but I'll do them. I'll uh, do them. But you got to remember a first round pick, future first round pick does not have the same value as a first round pick this year. And where do you look on the chart to find that number? Do you go middle of the first round for uh probably low because you don't know. You know, technically you're you would be looking if it's Houston, you know, I don't know if they're going to win a Super Bowl next year or not, but you know, <laughs> I'm usually, no. it's usually a round later in value. Right. Okay. I've heard that. So whatever that is, top of the second, which is almost half the value of way, way less the value of uh, almost three times the value of going from two to 11. And what about, I mentioned 2025 first round picks, so two years out. Where do you put that on the chart? That's hard. Just You, you can't predict that one because you don't know where those teams are going to be or where they're going to be predicting. But usually the rule of thumb is is one round less. Okay, so I, I did some quick math here. Uh, according to the, the Rick Spielman trade value chart that 
uh, he came up with in his spare time driving back. I did work. come up with, I want to give credit to some other people that I got this chart from. I wish oh, okay. I could sit here and say I was that smart, but it was a pretty accurate uh, assessment of what the value of the slots were in the rounds. So pick 11 on the Debo chart. You can say, you can say Debo's name. The Debo chart. Is fourteen hundred forty-five points for pick eleven, and I did some some quick back of the envelope calculations here for the the picks that I selected here. It ends up being around nineteen hundred points, but you're trying to add, you're trying to predict the value of those future picks. That's sort of hard to do. So nineteen hundred versus fourteen forty-five. Are you going to do that? If I got all those first round picks down, yeah. But again, I'm in Houston situation. Um, that's very enticing, but you're going to have talks. Is it worth it when we may, we're going to have quarterback struggles next year. And yep. are you betting on, are you going to be able to get your future quarterback? Like I said, if it wasn't a quarterback, then it's something different, but you got to really take an opportunity. If you're picking that high in the draft, uh, to take a, uh, to take a player. Yeah, and why Big Jordan in the comments actually just says exactly what you did. Basically, Texans just give their division rival in in, in a Tennessee a quarterback and move out of range for the best defensive players and another year of Davis Mills. So those are all considerations, um, and that's a fair point. The other thing, this the the trade values that I gave you in this deal were the exact trade values that the 49ers gave the Bears when they moved up a few years ago for Trey Lance. How far did they move up? Twelve to three. So this is eleven okay. to two. So pretty similar. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I think we're staying put it for the Texans, and we're taking a quarterback. Or, and Pete Prisco's worst nightmare, Will Anderson. At number three, the Cardinals sit there. Uh, currently, I'm on the trade-down train. Where are you? On the trade-down train. They right. need too many pieces. They don't need a quarterback. So whatever value I can get, I'm definitely, if I'm Arizona, trying to get out of that pick at number three. Yep, and I, I think everyone knows that. I don't know if phone calls have been made yet. Is it too early to make phone calls two weeks out? Or you, no, have- you read the stuff out on the uh, internet uh, when I do have internet because uh, the island is spotty every now and then. But yeah, they're they're saying they have a lot of calls for teams coming up to number three. But that, this is the time of year where there's a lot of smoke. I don't know if there's fire. So are we but, you calling uh, people two weeks out if you really like to play? No, no, no. Okay, all right. No. So I the, waited till the end. Okay, so those calls will be made at some point, and there'll be plenty of teams look moving up. Probably, almost certainly, for uh, a quarterback. I had Anthony Richardson going third. The Colts traded up from four to three, move one spot. Arizona got pick four. They moved down one spot, got pick seventy nine in this year's draft, a thir- uh, third round pick, and got pick one hundred six, a fourth round pick in this year's draft. Is a just off the top of your head? I'll I'll do the numbers, the math real quick. Is a third and a fourth. And this year's draft enough to move down one spot? Uh, yes, I would oh. say. Okay. I think that value comes out because you're only moving down one spot. You're still getting your player. Okay. Well, good. Then, then I won't even do the math. If you, if the uh, the the Rick Rick calculator does the math for me, then I'm I'm good for that. So yeah, trade down. And how far I do you? I try to go get a second if I could fight yeah. for a second to see if you can get that. Um, you know, and I I would fight till the end to try to get a second instead of a third. And when you say you fight to the end, you mean until the, the shot clock is down to whatever, 90 seconds or something? Yeah. Yeah. I've done that where Teddy Bridgewater, when we traded in the back in the first round, that was a, uh, almost a shot clock violation. We got down <laughs> to about 30 seconds before the pick. So we were Man. going back and forth pretty good. Um, and if you're the Cardinals and you said they have a ton of needs, how far, 
What's the lowest you're willing to trade down before you start missing out on these blue chip players? Well, you, you still got a chance. You can still take Will Anderson. Um, but there's, I think there's a lot of good players that, that, you know, the question is you take one blue chip player and I'm asking you this, put on your GM hat or do you, if you get an opportunity because of the depth of it, I think it's a pretty good depth, especially at some of the positions they need. Do you move down uh, so you can accumulate picks? And then if there is a guy later in a draft that gives you enough draft capital to move back up to go get someone that you covet. So I'm moving down for as many picks as possible. And we saw the Ravens do this. It may have been last year. My my brain's so muddled at this point. They had what felt like 24th round picks. I think they had six fourth round picks. I think they kept them all and they just kept drafting guys. And, you know, fourth round's a sweet spot. You can get some guys that can contribute pretty early on fourth round, uh, if not as starters and defense offense, certainly on special teams. And the expectation, and we haven't talked about this in a while, but what's the expectation when you draft a fourth rounder in terms of their, their career arc? Yeah, hopefully, I mean, if you get lucky, you know, I think our probably the pick in the fourth round that would paid off the most for us was Everson Griffin, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who was a great player for us. Uh, yeah, but you can hit on those guys, but technically you're hoping when you're in the fourth, fifth, sixth round that those guys are potential, definitely have to play special teams for you, hopefully, unless it's an offense or defensive lineman. And that your hope they can eventually down the road develop into a starter. Worst case scenario on Saturday picks is that they are able to jump in and start for X amount of games. Right. Uh, but if you had to start them for a full season, they may get exposed. Uh, but they're usually the role players or the guys that you can start four or five games to get by without affecting your football team. And then they're going to be major contributors on special teams. All right. Cardinals stay put. I would trade down and get as many picks as possible to restock that roster because it's not very good. We shall see what happens on the clock. The Colts. Now, we're using the trade-up, trade-down scenarios from our guy Cody Benjamin, who writes for CBS Sports. And you can read this the story they wrote, the column on CBSSports.com on trading up and trading down. He says the Colts, at number four, should trade for Lamar. Ooh. Now... Here's the deal when you have the non-exclusive franchise tag, and you can correct my details if they're if they're too far off here. If you sign Lamar as a team that isn't the Ravens to an offer sheet, uh, the Ravens have the opportunity to match that. Right. If they choose not to match it, you're on the hook for two first-round picks, correct? Correct. So I think Lamar's worth two first-round picks. It's That's- worth more than that. Right. That's the first part of the equation. The second part of the equation is that you're going to have to pay him. Like, he you're not going to sign him to a Mickey Mouse deal because that what, let me ask you that. What happens if you, if you offer, it has to be more than the value of the franchise tag or not. I think so. Yeah, I would, I would try to get more than that, but they can't say, right. The, the, um, the Colts can't say we'll sign you to a four year, $16 million deal though. Right. No. Is that illegal? No, 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 no. What you would do is if you had permission from Baltimore, you'd want a get to get a, contract in place because let's say your scenario for your $16 million deal, well then Lamar's not going to show up. Right. Right. And you just threw away all your draft capital. Right, right, right. Okay. So, right. So, cause you're, this is going off the, the, the franchise tax. So you, 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 I think you make the, uh, you make the offer sheet two first round picks to your point is a bargain and you go from there, but, but they're not going to, I don't think Baltimore is going to trade him now. I honestly don't, especially if they just signed OBJ Right, so, I agree with that. So that to me is an indication that they're trying to show 
Lamar that, hey, here, we got you another a number one receiver. Um, and now that shows you that how we're trying to get you more weapons on the offensive side of the ball uh, to come in and, and let's get this deal done. I, I think the I think it does make sense for the Colts and if they were able to pull it off. I think it made sense for the Jets as well more than Aaron Rodgers, but uh, that's a conversation for another time. So I don't I, don't, I disagree with you on that. I which mean, part the of Colts, the Jets? Yeah, uh, the Colts. Okay, how come? Just because look at how many guys they've been through. They traded yeah. for Wentz. They they've been through this rodeo, and <laughs> their whole objective of this draft is to find a young franchise quarterback that can grow with that organization and you have an opportunity to do that this year let me push back on this though but they are currently situated to get the third best quarterback with with carolina and houston not moving does that change your opinion well i don't know what do they like uh anthony richardson i don't i don't know i i I know they're not out on will levis yet you know what would you do if you liked anthony richardson if the conversation is anthony richardson or, or lamar jackson i'm paying the premium for lamar jackson Okay. You wouldn't do that? Nope. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we got to rip through the rest of these because we got things to do that are important. All right. We'll be right, right back after this. I should mention, by the way, I had the Colts, uh, excuse me, in that trade down, I had the Cardinals at four taking Will Anderson. So he's off the board at four. At five, uh, Cody and his story has the Seahawks staying put. We know that John Schneider loves to trade down, so I would not be surprised if he, he trades down. Staying put is fine with me, though. And in that mock draft, Rick, I had them taking Jalen Carter at five if he's available. Does that check out for you? Yes. No no question. Take a, take a potential future Hall of Famer. All right, at six, trade down is what Cody suggests in his article where the Lions currently sit. And they just signed – or no, they just traded Jalen Kuda. Yeah. So – I was joking with you yesterday. They got to take a cornerback. They may have to trade up to number two to get a cornerback at this point. They may have to move all the way up to get get the cornerback they love. Oh, I'm joking. I, you, I, I'm, joking. I'm joking. Look at you. <laughs> uh, swear, yeah, you, you may need a little vacation this weekend. Just go like walk your new puppy around the neighborhood. I got to get birds and the uh, flowers that are blooming in Syracuse, New York, and move on in life, and then get refreshed and ready to go Monday. I would love to do that, but I have to do a seven-round mock draft. That's what we're going to be talking about next week, this seven-rounder. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> the old boy is right. All right, the Lions trade down is, is what Cody suggests. Are you okay with that? Uh, it depends on how far they trade down and where the threats are. If they have their eyes on a corner that they really love, yeah. Um, do you think the be you know behind them, the Raiders, could they potentially take court Falcons? Yep. Now they're not – I don't think they'll take a corner. Uh, because I just traded for Okuda. Right. How ironic would that be? They trade with the uh, Atlanta and move Atlanta moves up two spots and takes their corner. Yeah, that would that would not be great. All right, so uh, the math you're doing for the Lions is, is probably edge rusher, cornerback in terms of how far you want to trade down and who you like, right? Yep. Okay. In my mock draft, I had you'll love this, Rick. Had the Lions taking Lucas Van Ness, our guy. Okay, yeah, your guy. At number six, who would draft him that high? That's the question. Yeah, especially a guy that says he should stay in school. Yeah, I did say that. That's true. Well, Monday, I don't even know what day we're on. The week the week of the draft, that Monday, I will be doing a ripoff of Pete Prisco's who these teams should draft mock draft, and we'll see where Lucas Van Ness shows up on that one because that'll be my opinion. Is, is Pete a big Lucas Van Ness guy? Uh, I don't know if he is, but he does do a who what teams should do based on Pete Prisco's opinion mock draft the week of, not what will actually happen. 
that should be interesting. Yeah, that is one word for it. At number seven, the Raiders. Trade down is what Cody suggests. I agree with that. I think if they're not, they're not, I've heard they're not. Uh, Will Levis fans. I don't think he's going to happen there. They have Jamie Garoppolo. They have a ton of needs, mostly on defense. They, I think signed, uh, Brian Hoyer, I believe, is their backup too. Brian Hoyer's there as well. So there's yeah. no immediate need there. I think trade down all day long. Yep. And then get uh, trade down and then start hitting the uh, draft with the defensive guys. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of defensive guys, I had them staying put at seven in my latest mock and have them taking Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson's foot is a okay. He should be a really, really, really good football player, but we'll have to see how the medical's coming on that because I don't think he, I think he is yet to work out. I haven't seen anything in the in most nope. recent days. I looked at it yesterday while you were talking and you and you and uh, Leger rambling on about your list while I wasn't included in that conversation. So I was able to look it up and I had the most recent pro day results and okay. uh, he has not worked yet. I, I'm sorry we didn't include you, but I thank you for doing that homework for us. <laughs> All right, number eight, the now, Falcons. Am I into just a research guy on this podcast now? Me well, and Debo are the research guy for the Ryan Wilson? When Debo uh, goes on vacation for two weeks, when Debo goes on vacation for two weeks, you are, in fact, the de facto research guy. So I appreciate you stepping up while Debo's living his best life. I talked to Debo yesterday before the show about his, his travels. We went to many of the same places. The difference is, Rick, that I did it in July when there's no football going on, and, and Debo did it days before the NFL draft. Boy, it's amazing how you guys, the monies you guys make at CBS so you can go travel the world. I, I, I don't know. aspire to do that someday. It sounds like know. you had some uh, hot weather, Ryan, and I picked the perfect time to go. It was 4,000 degrees when I went. And just to be clear, Rick, uh, my father-in-law was kind enough to pay for us to go. I think Debo, the money he makes, he bankrolled his whole family out of his yeah. pocket. Oh, no. You could tell by uh, some of the pictures he sent. Yeah, it was the biggest market. I'm just, I'm just trying to get a Guayabara shirt like Rick. That's what I'm trying to do. Rub two nickels <laughs> together to buy a Guayabara. Guayabara. Is that a fancy brand? Or is that the oh, type it's of shirt? the name of the shirt. Actually, my wife was making me start to clean out my closet, and I had all these Guayabara shirts that I had. Where did you wear Europe. those? Miami in the early 2000s. Those uh, are from 2000? Yeah. Looks That's great. And uh, they didn't go very well up in Minnesota. So That's why I asked. Well, I will wear those on. I'll start wearing those on the air. So I've got Guayabara oh, yeah. shirts coming out the rear end. The Wazoo uh, for, for podcast in future podcasts. All right. We got to get going, Rick, because you got to go to your bowling tournament with that shirt on. So let's <laughs> let's get going here. All right. Where are we, Debo? We're on the Falcons. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're on the Falcons. Falcons at eight. Uh, Cody says stay put. I say they should move back. They got the cornerback and Jeff Fakuda in the trade from the Lions. Um, they have a ton of needs, mostly on defense as well. You could add some offensive pieces there. I don't think quarterback's going to be in the conversation because Desmond Ritter's in year two, and he flashed at times. He did some good things last year in limited duty. What do you think uh, with the Falcons, Rick? I thought they they did they were pretty aggressive in free agency. You know, they went out and signed Jesse Bates. They added a lot of players to their roster, veteran players, to try to get the defense better. Uh, with Akuda and AJ, it gives them options now to take the best available player on their board. So I would actually agree with you on potentially trading down to accumulate more picks to continue to build that roster because is Arthur Smith and are they going into year three or year four? I believe year four, right? Yeah, I think that's right. So year four is usually, okay, let's go. Mm -hmm. um, my mock draft came out Monday before the Jeffrey Kuda trade. I had them picking Christian Gonzalez. Would you be angry if they stood at eight and took Christian Gonzalez anyway in real life? Well, they may look at another option. Uh, 
it, Christian Gonzalez is a good football player. Um, you said I, you can never have too many cornerbacks. You can never have too many corners. Um, you know, and I believe Casey Hayward is yep. older than in the last year of his deal. He's 33 years old, if uh, I recall. So, um, yeah, you could potentially take another corner here, but I think there'll be other options available to help them fill immediate needs. Okay. At nine, the Bears. Cody says stay put. I might trade down. Now, the issue is, Rick, if you want the top-tier offensive lineman and you love Paris or Broderick or Darnell or whomever over our guy Peter Skronsky because of his short arms, you got to be careful here. But I'm going to say trade down, stockpile picks, and – fix a lot of holes what do you think yeah because this is uh that this is where i think the first offensive lineman will go right so if you're sold on one take them if you have the option if you like four all four of those guys and you'd be happy with any four of those guys then i would move down but you have to get the offensive line addressed yep that's right and in fact in my mock draft i had him taking paris johnson jr i got out of ohio state and, uh, I, too rich yeah, I mean, he's going to be a solid player. I just don't yeah. think he's a Pro Bowl caliber player. Yeah, but when you're you beggars can't be choosers when you're looking at that offensive line too, though. Right, and he's uh, everything. Great kid, uh, was off the charts on intelligence scores, on psychological scores. Loves the game. Uh, actually, when we were at his pro day, I thought he moved and worked out more athletic, watching in person than you see on yeah. tape. Uh, he's a good left tackle. He's not an elite left tackle athlete uh but he's got his wingspan is as as long as this well i don't i live in a really small house uh, oh, please. my room but like your studio you have set up there or debo's mansion on the uh miami beach that he lives on uh, i'm sure uh his arm length goes from wall to wall um so he has all the physical tools the one disappointing thing to me even with his 36 plus arms He's still benched, I think, 28, 29, mm. which is very good. Uh, but he never ran a 40, never ran a 40 at the combine, never ran a 40 at the uh, pro day. Do you care Not about that? Killer, but it's a little bit. You just want to see maybe, you know, so you can get a 10-time or a 20-time to help your analytics people. Uh, gotcha. uh, but it'd been interesting to see what he would have ran. All right. Let me see if I can get his bench real quick because you said – I think 28, if I recall. I'm trying to – I've got pretty good recall. You did have pretty good recall. Um, He didn't do it at the pro day, so he must have did, done it at the combine. I'll have to check on that. All right, let's keep going. At 10, the Eagles are up. Debo's Eagles. Cody is also an Eagles fan. I mean, we only hire Eagles fans at this company, which is crazy. It, uh, Cody says stay put at 10. They also have picked 30. In my latest mock draft, I had him staying put and taking Devin Witherspoon, the cornerback out of uh, Illinois. I thought you took B. John Robinson. That was on the draft show. It's it's I do I have so many spinning plates. I, I can't keep a track of who you like or not don't like. I, just, I like everybody. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's pick number uh, 253 to 253rd player on the board. He's going in the top 50 for sure. First round. Yep, that's the defensive end from Eastern Michigan. Jose Maria Ramirez, remember that name. Uh stay put for the Eagles at 10 or Harry Roseman likes to move up and down. Obviously, I don't think running backs. That was just for the sake of conversation. You getting fired up about it, Devin Witherspoon? I could see that, but I, I'm fine. You with don't believe in Bijan Robinson? I do like Bijan, but at ten, is he? A, is if you just take out the position, is he a top ten player in this draft? He was seven on my top one hundred. So you're saying that you're not getting value there if you take him at ten? 
Well, I could I could take Roshan Johnson in the third round and get value as well. Not the same value, but I could address other needs here. Okay. What are you doing? Well, it's still too rich for me a little bit for a pass rusher. I'm oh, I think you're saying running back. Yeah, I'm going to take B. John Robinson. Oh, my gosh, he's taking B. John. So you're staying put, taking B. John. Okay. Number 11. Next up, the Tennessee Titans. Cody's thinking the same way I do. He said the Titans should trade up. Would you trade up for a quarterback, Rick, or are you trading up for something else like an offensive lineman? Uh, no, because you have options at offensive line where they're picking, so you don't yeah. have to trade up to go get an offensive lineman. But if you want to get in a quarterback – market then you're going to have to pay a uh handsome price yep. to uh, move up and go get one of your guys so in my latest mock i had him saying put it uh or no i had him um trading up and then the texas trade down at 11 and i had the texans taking jackson smith and jigba yeah and that- i think he's going to be the first receiver off the board for sure I've heard Jackson's in the conversation, and there's some teams that like Jackson. Number it's wide receiver one. I've also heard that the other wide receiver one that some teams like. You want to guess on who the player is? Zay Flowers. It is in fact Zay Flowers. You've done this before, Rick. No, I no, have. You- I'm just guessing like everybody else. <laughs> Rick was uh, scanning the betting markets last night. He actually texted me <laughs> for some for some clarity. <laughs> oh my god Ebo comes back from vacation he wants to get more airtime than a, he missed two weeks of airtime <laughs> i love that rick gets fired up when Debo tries to speak for himself <laughs> <laughs> shut up Debo. all right pick 12 the texans in real life they're on the clock there and cody says stay put so let's say you stay put at two let's say you get a quarterback at two if you're the texans at 12 and let's say there's still one let's still let's say will levis is still out there Obviously, you're going to entertain calls if they come in, but if but if Peter Skaronsky's there, if Jackson Smith and Jigba's there, if a defensive lineman you like is there, that call has to be pretty. I, I, I'm more more likely to stay put depending okay. on who's on our board because I think after you get at past twelve, it starts to get a little dicier on prospects. Uh, there's some good players, but. Uh, if I want to address a need and uh, Skaronsky is on top of my board, if mm-hmm. that's what my board looks like, then you better stay put to get the guy that you covet. Okay. Well, that's what I did in the latest mock draft. I had him take a Peter Skaronsky, the tackle out of Northwestern, who will probably have to kick inside based on everyone on planet Earth that I've spoken with except for me. All right. Pick 13. Jets are on the clock. Our guy Cody says they should trade up. Who are they and trading up to get? I, that was going to be my question. Who are they trading up to get? Because they may not even have this pick if Aaron Rodgers has anything to say. We'll see what that compensation looks like. If it, that, I don't think they'll get a first-round pick this year. That's the thing. That's one thing. And I don't know if this is the thing ever going to happen either. Like, what, what are we waiting for on the Aaron Rodgers to, to New York conversation? Draft flash. Draft night's flash. Yeah, maybe. Like really did. So the Jets, I don't know who they would trade up for. Maybe an offensive lineman is what Cody was thinking, but I had them staying put and taking Broderick Jones there, the offensive lineman out of Georgia. Yeah, as long as you have uh, still, like to me, Broderick Jones has the highest ceiling out of all these offensive linemen um, to be a really good left tackle. That's a definite need. Um, so I would stay put and take my and fill my need. Right yep. away. I agree with that. I'm saying put as well. After Broderick Jones, I don't think there's another left tackle that's worthy of a first round pick. It's funny you say that because the pick 14, the Patriots on the clock. Cody says trade down. I don't hate the idea of trading down, but again, they need offensive line help. They need a lot of help for being honest. B. John Robinson could be a, a, a possibility here. I know they'd like to say flowers. That could be a possibility here. 
I had them picking Darnell Wright, the right tackle. And um, excuse me, um, Rick, you've talked about this plenty of times. Left tackle Darnell Wright isn't going to work out. Nope. Uh, the, the tape wasn't as nearly a, as fun to watch as the right tackle when he played there in 2022. So he's a right tackle option here at 14. I would stay put if I'm the Patriots because they have a, a lot of positions they can pick from. What do you think? I, I'm uh, because after right, I don't think there's another first round offensive lineman in this draft. Maybe Osiris Torrance, but he's a guard only. You know, Pete's crazy to think that he can play right tackle, but that's for another <laughs> discussion. I'm going to uh, keep pushing my guy Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. I think he has a chance to go in the first round. Yeah, I, I just hear mixed reviews on him. Okay. Um, but Darnell Wright may be one of the hottest names out there right now. Yeah, no, uh, I agree with that. Because he is a physical right tackle that could be a probably plug. I didn't initially see that because I did 21 tape on him first, and I was mm -hmm. like, Ugh. And then I saw early <laughs> tape uh, this year, and then I saw the Will, uh, the Alabama game, and it's like, oh, this dude's going to be for real. And he's continued to ascend through this pre-draft process so, and if you look at the Patriots, who they have starting at right tackle right now, uh, Riley Reef is the only offensive lineman they signed. And he's a older, you know, he was a good player for us when we had him in Minnesota, but he's long in the tooth and uh, kind of winding down his career. Right. Uh, he's always been a left tackle. So you try to move him over to the right side, which is another issue, especially for a veteran that's been there that long. So they need to get that right tackle. Uh, they'll keep, uh, was it Trent Brown on the left side? Yep. And then they solidify the right side. Because when uh, I believe who they drafted out of Georgia a few years ago has not panned out for them. All right. Pick 15, Packers on the clock. They ain't taking a wide receiver, so we can just quit talking about it, I guess. Maybe this is the year they'll finally do it. Uh, instead, uh, Cody says they should trade down, I, I guess. But, I mean, tight end's an option here. We've talked about that a lot. I had them taking Miles Murphy out of Clemson here who is 6'5", Rick, just in case you weren't sure, 270-ish. Ran into the four fives we we heard at his uh, workout. I don't, I don't know if it's a Clemson Pro Day or just a private workout. Either way, uh, just turned 21, and he's going to be a really good player. If you're the Packers, stay and put, trading down. Are you trying to move up for someone? Yeah, I think um, I, I think I would stay put because they're going to have options where they're picking or potentially if they want to go tight end, I think they can move down some, find out where the, uh, you know, maybe 18 is when a, a tight end comes into play for the Lions. Um, ooh, so ooh. you look at, at uh, the threat there. You know, you know, we get you can't go past the Cowboys because they're going to take a tight end. I, I truly believe, but um, you got to look at where your threats are and how far you can move down to get a tight end. But they do need a pass rusher too. I think uh, uh, they got Gary uh, and someone that I can't remember, recall. I believe is coming off an ACL. Gary uh, is. Yeah, Gary is. So yeah. uh, they could use definitely use another another pass rusher potentially. So I'm not going to argue with your selection there. Uh, but you got to look at them potentially trying to get some weapons because they lost Tunyon. Uh, he, he, I believe he signed with Chicago, if I recall. Yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, so you have to get some weapons for Jordan Love, but that's your quarterback going forward. All right, dollar bet. The Packers take a wide receiver in the first round? I will say – no. All right. I'll take yes on that, Debo. All right. Let's take a quick break and come back. I'm going to rip through the rest of this first round.
All right, for even more draft content, subscribe to the With the First Pick newsletter, formerly known as the Pick 6 newsletter, which Chris Tapasso has hijacked from John Breach for the month of April. Each weekday, Traps hits your inbox with the draft news and notes you need to know. Sign up at cbssports.com slash newsletter slash pick six. All right, moving on to 16, Rick. Our guy. The Commanders, not our guy. Our team, the Commanders. Uh, our guy Cody says they should trade down. I had them staying put in taking Maryland cornerback Deontay Banks. If you're the commanders here, you can go offensive line. You can go cornerback, which is a huge need. And the cornerback class, while deep, I don't know if you want to mess around and move down too far if you have one of these guys targeted. No, because there's going to be a run on corners here in the first yeah. round. So um, uh, stay put where there. I agree. It's just stay put. I love Deontay Banks' game, watching him on tape. I think he has a lot of upside as well. You already have Weatherspoon off the board, Gonzalez off the board. Uh, you know, Joey Porter may be an option if you trade down, but after that, it's going to get a little dicey. So, so you mentioned Joey Porter at 17. The Steelers, Cody says they should stay put. Ah, another little birdie told me they might be interested in moving up for potential help on one of the lines, whether offense or defense. So that's something to keep an eye on. But in my mock draft, I had him staying put and taking Joey Porter Jr. Let's say you love one of the defensive linemen or one of the offensive linemen or you're the Steelers. Are you willing to trade up? Potentially, but I don't know who you're trading up to get. Are you talking about, well, you've got Lucas Van Ness going in the top 10, who you said should go back to school. I'll keep making that point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got your top tier pass rushers off. You got Miles Murphy off. So I don't know in this situation or in this example who they would trade up to go get. I'll tell you what I, what a, what a little birdie told me. All right. You, you, you're, you're like a scoop guy. They like Paris Johnson Jr. Oh, that's good, but he's gone. So, so are you trading up uh, to the tennis range? Maybe even richer than that, if you like Paris Johnson Jr. And you just said he's good, but he doesn't. He's not Orlando, uh, or he's not. Um, who was the left tackle from UCLA that went to the Ravens as a Hall of Famer? Ogden. Yeah, he's not Jonathan Ogden. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> that's a good thing Debo's on this podcast again. <laughs> I know. He's, he was studying the the, the old school uh, draft uh, tables. Now Rick's happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> Finally contributed something. First time in 37 podcasts that he actually said something worthy. So you said Paris Johnson, you expect him to be good. But again, he's not Jonathan Ogden. I don't uh, think he's, he's as that good to go up and get, unless you're okay. totally in love with him. But me personally, I think he's good. I don't think he'll be great. So Okay. Uh, staying, I don't think it's worthy to go up and trade for Paris Johnson, in my opinion. I'd Fair stay with, uh, with Joey Porter Jr. Okay, good. Patrick Peterson's a one-year plug guy, you know, so. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm, I'm saying our buddy Josh Edwards says he's in the in the chat. Uh, Pittsburgh trading for an offensive lineman makes more sense than trading for a linebacker. And he, that's a shot at Devin Bush when they traded from 20 to 10 to go get Devin Bush. And um, let's just say that didn't work out, Rick. Is Josh missing being on the podcast? Tell <laughs> he's over taking shots at, at my Steelers fandom. Um, I don't know what's worse, working with a bunch of Eagles fans or poor Josh having to be a Browns fan. Like that, both those things are. are so he's cool. sabotaging Pittsburgh because he's a Browns fan. I know he's not sabotaging Pittsburgh. He's he's sabotaging. I mean, he's a Browns fan, right? So he's going to sabotage Pittsburgh. He's biased in his uh, opinion. He's, he's doing a poor job of it. Let me just put it that way. All right, Joey Porter Jr. to the Steelers. 18, the Lions are back on the clock. Stay put again is what Cody suggests. 
I'm fine with that. And you just mentioned at this point, tight end might be an option. Uh, I had them taking Brian Brzee, the defensive tackle at 18, a guy that we've talked a lot about in recent weeks. If you're the Lions, stay in put, up or down? Uh, I would stay. Just go ahead, and, you know, unless someone comes in with a crazy offer. So at six, and you, you, you took Lucas Van Ness, the guy that you said needs to go back to school in the top ten. Um, so you're going another defensive lineman here, which – to me, this makes no sense because Lucas plays outside. Brian plays inside. Yeah, I know that's great, but they would have. And I'll, I'll give you—you you didn't see that. I knew that Akuda was going to get traded eventually. Oh, that's I, weird that you knew that. Thanks for sharing. Uh, but I didn't know for sure. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, now you've 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 taken care of of your defensive line. Uh, Brzee is that's a little high for me there. Okay. Um. So. I would admit, would you take uh, B. John Robinson there? What? Oh, they did get rid of um, Jamal. He left. He- yeah, but they, I forgot. They signed a kid from Chicago, correct? Montgomery. Montgomery. Yeah. That's right. And they still have uh, Swift. Well, I was going to ask you, though. So if, let's say, 18's here and you can have Brzee or you can have whoever your tight end one is. I would probably lean towards tight end. Okay. All right. Fair enough. 19 bucks. And this is interesting. Cody suggests trade down. I'm thinking trade up if you want one of these quarterbacks. Will Levis is still on the board. Maybe you stay put and take Will Levis if you like him enough. Uh, in this draft, I didn't like him enough because I had them taking Osiris Torrance at 19. Tampa Bay, stay put, up or down? Uh, right now, I would, to get an Osiris, they need interior offensive line help in a major, major way. So that would be a solid pick. But I, I just don't, unless they totally – uh, do not like Will Levis like you hate Will Levis. Then I don't hate Will Levis. Yeah, you do. You have him sliding all the way down the, to uh, the Vikings. I learned a valuable lesson in last year's draft that you can't force these quarterbacks up the board because teams they're not falling for that anymore. So that's where that's where I'm coming up from. Okay, so you're 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 sticking to those that philosophy this year until he gets drafted top ten. Then I'll change it. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I haven't taken Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Florida. We were at that pro day. That was a lot of fun to watch for a number of reasons, including Torrance and, of course, Anthony Richardson. At 20, the Seahawks, again, on the clock. And we say it all the time, the Seahawks love to trade down. And Cody thinks they should trade down. I had them staying put and taking uh, taking Nolan Smith, who's undersized as an edge rusher at 234-ish. And, but he ran a 439. As you can see there if you're watching on the YouTube, the edge rusher out of Georgia. Uh, if you're John Schneider at 20, staying put. Up or down, and uh, I'll just tell you, they took Jalen Carter at five in this mock draft. Yeah, I would trade down if I was Seattle. Okay. Fix. Now you're starting to get uh, into some, uh, I want to say they're solid players, but I don't know how, I mean, if they're going to be all pros. But you're, okay. going to get good, you're going to get good players through this bottom round. But since there's not a lot of separation and talent between men, any of these guys, we, we can do that in our cluster thing. Um, but, uh, if you have your draft board and you're seeing you at seven or eight options, trade down and accumulate more picks. And they do that all the time at 21, the chargers, our guy, Cody thinks they should trade up. And again, you can read that story on cbsports.com. I had them staying put and taking Bijan Robinson. I love Bijan going to this team, assuming Austin Eckler moves on. Uh, in some capacity, he's asked to reportedly been asked to have been traded because he's in the last year of his deal and he wants to get paid one more time. As Rick has talked about on the podcast before, uh, Cody says trade up and they maybe they trade up for a wide receiver. 
I don't know. That could be a possibility because Keenan Allen is getting a little long in the tooth, to use Rick's phrase. Um, what are you doing here for the Chargers? Are you trading up for a wide receiver? Are you staying put? Would Bijan be in, of interest to you? Well, you get, you've got a top 10 talent that's staring at you at 21. And if he's and he's going to be sticking out like a sore thumb on your draft board if you <laughs> love him that way. So you have to stay put and take a uh, you know potential game change or I think it's going to be a game changer for you. And Eckler's in the last year, I believe, of his deal. Yep. So and he's he's getting a little older or long in the tooth for a, a running back. So now you got a game game changing running back, which I think would be great and. Why, if you didn't want to go Bijan, you still got Quentin Johnson there, which would be a great fit for them as well. You're getting really good at this, Rick, because uh, you're, you're providing another nice segue. Pick 22, the Ravens are on the clock. I'm assuming the Lamar stuff works out. You talk about Odell Beckham signing with the team. They got Nelson Aguilar. They're stockpiling wide receivers, but these wide receivers all are not long-term answers, and all that is a way of saying I have them picking Quentin Johnson here. Cody suggests they stay put as well. They like to move up and down the draft board too, but I feel like at this point you got to fill some needs, and they're terrible at getting wide receivers. So this this seems like a smart move. Okay, I'm going to say that since you hate him so much, they Ooh. take Will Levis. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh! Are you <laughs> just kidding? to make an interesting conversation. <laughs> well, he ain't coming back if you take Will Levis, Lamar. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to. I know. Ice it up here. There's no way they would do that. But oh my gosh! So let me ask you this, just uh, for the sake of conversation, to continue this. Let's say you're the general manager, and you know Lamar. I'm making this part up, but he, if he knows that you're taking a, a a quarterback, he ain't coming back. You draft Will Levis, and then his Lamar's agent. Well, he doesn't have an agent. Lamar calls you. What's that conversation? That's not a good conversation. Because now you, you just sent the message. Uh, and usually teams, if you saw most teams, I think will be up front if they do have a quarterback that, Hey, just so I give you a heads up, we're going to take, uh, you know, this quarterback. I don't, uh, like I said, that's a scenario that's not even worth talking about, to be honest with you. You brought it up. <laughs> I, know, I just was, uh, I was just trying to create a stir the pot a little bit. But and there- one last thing I'll mention before we move on. And when you, if that happened in real life, you also lost all the leverage in terms of trying to move on from Lamar. So now you have to trade him for a third round pick or something because you still no- have the franchise. You still have to get two ones for him. Oh, oh, there you go. That's why you're the GM and I'm I'm me. All right, here we go. Pick 23. Vikings are on the clock. You, you spilled the beans earlier with the spoiler. I had them taking Will Levis. Uh, Cody, perhaps thinking that they want a quarterback, has them trading up. What are you doing if you're the Vikings? And Will Levis is still on the board here. Well, I, I can see them potentially if there's a quarterback down here, and we talked about it, that uh, Cousins is uh, going into the last year of his contract, so you, you get to bring a young guy along for a year. But I'm not so sure, and, and maybe I'm, I just keep – the guy that keeps growing on me is Hendon Hooker, for some, and he just keeps growing on me through this pre-draft process, his maturity. Like I said, he reminded me a lot of a Teddy Bridgewater-type personality. Mm-hmm charisma, football intelligence, uh, football character, work ethic, everything from A to Z you want in that position. And he's a good football player. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome for me turning you on to Hendon Hooker. I think that was responsible. You didn't even like him in the, in the fall. Who? You. Oh, please. 24, the Jaguars on the clock. Cody says stay put. I have them staying put and taking 
one of your favorite players and mine too, Brian Branch. Yeah, that's a to me. I would stay put if Brian Branch is still the only safety slash Nick would on the on the board. They can definitely use some uh, help on the back end, especially if, if it's a Nick or safety. Um, so I think this would be a very solid pick for the Jags. Twenty five. The Giants are on the clock. They finally, unlike last year, they spent a lot of money in free agency to make that team better. Uh, Cody suggests they stay put. I said trade up perhaps for a wide receiver or trade down for a center. And in this latest mock, I had him taking Jordan Addison. It's going to be interesting to see if he makes his way into the first round. I think he's a first-round talent, but he's only 173. He ran a 4.49, which is plenty fast, but for some reason we have to talk about it like it's a terrible thing. Uh, if you're the Giants, are you moving around? Are you staying put? Are you taking a center there? Because you can get these centers in the 30s and 40s and maybe even 50s. Yeah, no, I would probably uh, try to move down if they're not in love with anybody. Um, you know, so I, I could see that that philosophy. I don't think trading up to go get a receiver, they would do that. I would look at more leaning, uh, either staying put or trading down, and I'll bet you a dollar the Giants do not trade up. All right, I'll take that bet, Debo. I'll, I'll, I'll bet they trade up for a while. I'll say wide receiver, which doubles my money, oh. I think. Yeah, so it's $2 if it's a wide receiver that I would owe you. Awesome. All right, yep. 26. Cowboys, you hinted at it earlier. Tight end makes a ton of sense here. Uh, you were cheating off my paper because I had them taking Sam Laporta. I'm just going to keep mocking him in the first round until he goes into the first round. Uh, Cody said trade up. I'm not sure what position Cody wanted them to trade up for. Maybe a tight end if they, he liked Michael Mayer, for example, more than the other tight ends. But I think you still have, get- yeah, but you still have Mayer on the board, Laporta on the board, Washington on the board. Tight end yep. one right there. Look at that. Kincaid on the board. I haven't seen Kincaid's name come off yet. You have no. four tight ends sitting there, so sit there and take your tight end. Yep. 27, the Bills. Cody says trade up. I had him taking Drew Sanders. He was our linebacker one. If you watch the linebacker top five conversation with Leger, if not, it's in the feed, so you can check it out there. Um, also, like, Bijan, should he be available at 27, but he's already gone. I don't know who the Bills would trade up for, who what Cody was thinking there. I think 27, you stay put. Right, unless they're trading up to go get Bijan. Oh, my gosh. That would be something. I don't remember the last time a team traded up in the first round for a running back. I have to look into that. 28, the Bengals, stay put. I had them taking Michael Mayer, and they can have their pick of probably two or three or maybe even four tight ends at that point and just add to that offensive firepower. Uh, you moving up or down if you're Cincinnati? You're just taking, no, the, taking the tight end. I lost uh, the uh, I lost my tight end from last year. Is it? Yep. Uh, Hayden Hurst is gone. Hayden Hurst. Yep. All right. Saints at 29. Cody says stay put. Adam staying put and taking Keon White. We'll see if Keon White, the, the edge rusher out of Georgia Tech, makes his way into the first round. They need defensive line help. Would you trade up for Brian Brzee? Uh, no, I would stay put, but that's where he would come into play. I can see Keon White here a little bit. They need edge pass rush. Um, so I, I and I think I, I had him taking Bijan or uh, Ojolari, BJ Ojolari. Okay, no, that works. At thirty, the Eagles are back on the clock. Cody, Eagles fan, as is everyone at the company, has the Eagles trading down as Howie Roseman has been known to do. What I have bandwagon people here at CBS oh, for Philadelphia. It's, it's disgusting. It is disgusting. Disgusting is the exact right word for it. I had them taking BJ Ojolari staying put here uh, in this mock draft, but at six, I had them taking, no, I'm sorry, at uh, 10. 10, good Lord. I had them taking Devin Witherspoon. So they get a cornerback need early. They could get edge rusher here. Would you trade down or you just taking BJ and moving on? 
I would probably have traded down at 10 and stay put here. Okay. Because I could still get a, uh, a branch because uh, I think they need safety more than they need corner because they signed the two corners back. Oh, I like that. So trade down from 10 to 15-ish, get Brian Branch, and then reevaluate here. Yep. All right, 31, Chiefs. Cody says trade up. I had them taking Darnell Washington. He fills two needs basically as a blocker and uh, someone who can grow into the, the, the tight end role behind. <laughs> yeah, behind Travis Kelsey. Basically do the same thing he did at Georgia with Brock Bowers. Just be the second guy and, and get all the scraps there. Uh, Chiefs trade up. I would imagine offensive line is perhaps what Cody's thinking about here. I'd say put, and maybe Anton Harrison, if you like him, and Rick says not everyone loves him, but I've talked to folks who like him, maybe take him here as well. Yeah, they can go off. I can see him potentially going receiver, but, uh, you know, to try to add speed to, you know, what they've lost over the last two years. Um, so I can see him potentially taking a speed vertical threat down the okay. field, but they do need to fill. I mean, they spend a ton of money on uh, Juwan Taylor from Jacksonville, yeah. and I believe they're going to put him on the left side. The only yeah. guy that potentially they want to try to go up and get is Darnell Wright, but that's pretty rich to go all the way up there to get him. Uh, you're going all the way up to uh, halfway up the draft board to where the Jets, or was it the Jets? Uh, no. Where did, oh, New England, right after that. Yeah. So, all right, uh, that's it. That's a wrap. On 37, Rick, 37 episodes. Remember, give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review. Thanks, as always, to my guy, Rick. Thank you for Debo to producing and providing some fun facts, finally, Rick. Yeah, and, finally he's contributing to the show. And thanks to everybody out there who is watching and listening. We really appreciate it. We'll be black. <laughs> I'm always black. We'll be back here Monday <laughs> for the Cluster Pod. See you guys later.